decisions that we you disagree with like we mm. disagree on and then we should like have a judging jury and we should be like this is why it should be this is what, what we should, should we should both go away and we should find three incidents and we so should we be know the vessel to... canada one isn't is an incident mm. we know that one and mm. we should find two more and we should do an episode where we just fucking argue with each other <laughs> sure sounds good and uh on that note welcome to the 107 podcast <laughs> Uh, where we argue with each other about stupid Formula 1 stuff. Well, I say stupid, but we're talking about Vettel's stolen win in Canada. Um, So. (laughs) Whatever. Um, All right. Yep. Welcome this week. Um, We we don't have a race. There's no race week, unfortunately, this week. Um, But where should we have been, Ash? We should be in China. Well, we, we should have just come back from China. We should have gone, oh, I can't believe that Logan Sargent won. That's just unbelievable. And then when Sebastian Vettel stepped in for Lance Stroll because Lance fell off his bike again, uh, and yeah. then managed the podium, yeah. poetic, poetic. Yeah. And then uh, Mick Schumacher taking over for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, that was insane as well. But then they swapped seats halfway through the race um, as Lando didn't pit for sweats. Yeah. And then yeah, Daniel Ricciardo tripped up Max Verstappen on the way to the grid. He just he like, just threw a banana in front of him. It's like, oh well, I guess I have to drive. Oh no. Now. Um, yeah, so we should have been in Canada. Uh, Canada? My God. It's because of the Vettel <laughs> incident still in my head. Um, we should have been in China. Um, hopefully we will be back next year. Obviously, part of the reason why we're not we're not in China at the moment is because of like COVID issues and bits and pieces. So fingers crossed um, that we actually get those sorted in order for next year's Grand Prix. Yeah, I think the contract's till 2025. I think so. so. Can get yeah, a couple of races in. Yeah, and it'll probably get extended, but who knows probably. what the world will look like in a couple of years, right? I think. I think unless something stupid happens, uh, if Zoo is still in the sport, the contract will get extended, like hundred okay, percent, like just point, purely actually. based on whether or not Zoo will be in F one. I think maybe it's an eighty percent chance it will actually get extended if he leaves for whatever reason. But I think if he's still in the sport in twenty twenty five, one hundred percent, are we getting a Chinese Grand Prix after that as well? But also, like China's just a huge market for manufacturers. Exactly. So Ferrari, yeah. Mercedes, yeah. Um, Aston Martin, uh, Audi. Audi's what, 2026 when they come in? Yes. Audi's in it, so they won't be there at Alfa Romeo. So, yeah, it's a huge market as well. So, they kind of want to be there as well, showing off their 100%. Brand. 100%. Because um, don't get me wrong, you can get probably some Chinese, you can get Faudi or, or uh, McCready's straight or something like that you can get some knockoff brands but it probably isn't going to be as uh as good as the original so um definitely some some power that those brands have over in china so yeah more than likely we will still continue to see chinese grand prix yeah no good i quite i quite like it i like the circuit decent races half the time um one of my favorite slash most memorable moments was when do you remember when hamilton went off in the gravel and essentially, oh, was that two thousand and seven? Yeah, and he could have leading, won the championship or led. The Literally, if he hadn't, if he'd have scored like at that race at all, he probably would have won the championship that year. Yeah, because of where he was in the. I can't remember where he was in the race before he crashed out, but I remember specifically watching that and going, "Oh my god!" It blew my tiny ten-year-old mind. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but I I remember that distinctively. And um, do you, have you got any memorable Chinese Grand Prix moments? Uh, 
I think, uh, what was it? When Vettel had the double overtake going into the pit lane was quite yeah. cool. Phenomenal. I, I thought you I, were going to mention something else, though. <laughs> I what? thought you were going to mention the torpedo. <laughs> No, I didn't find it that memorable. I think watching it, I don't. I think Vettel was just complaining it, a little bit too. Much. It wasn't. It wasn't even the moment itself. It's just. It's just the fact that he called in the torpedo in the cool down room. So for 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 reference, for those of you who don't know, um, Chinese Grand Prix. Can't remember what year it was, but um, uh, Daniel Kvyat, um essentially. I think it was twenty fifteen or sixteen. One of those years. Something like that, because it was I when was... Kvyat was in the Red Bull. Because he wasn't in the AlphaTauri, I don't think. I'm pretty sure he was yeah, in so, the Red Bull. Yeah, because 2014, Seb was in the Red Bull, and then he moved to Ferrari in 2015. Mm. Yeah, so it's probably 2015. Yeah. Um, but essentially, he almost took him out because he broke late or something or accelerated in, and Seb essentially just came out with the, oh, you came in like a torpedo, and then it's been referenced <laughs> like a couple of times ever since. It just is funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But um, those are yeah. Some of those moments are pretty good, um, and it's it's a fun track to drive on as well, especially in the, in the obviously in the video game. So there's that. Oh, there's turn that one, though. I hate turn one. Yeah, I see. Like, I, turning, I deceleration. I used 50. to be a turn one hater, and now I quite like it. Once you know what you're doing and where you need to brake and how much brake pressure you have, it becomes quite fun. <laughs> I think anyway, because you're constantly trying not changing your line, but constantly correcting and constantly breaking and trying to work out like the perfect balance. It's I find yeah. it quite fun, um, and that long straight at the back is is phenomenal for you know DRS especially off as the well. Bank turn as well. Yeah, off the bank turn as well. I wish it was banked a little bit more though, just purely like to give you a proper slingshot out of there. Um, almost like Saudi Arabia. I think Saudi Arabia's banked turn at the end of the. Um, at the one end of the circuit, I think is banked slightly more than the Chinese Grand Prix one, but like that would like just a couple more degrees would be really really cool. Like Zandvoort. Yes, Mexico. yeah. Put a, put a Zandvoort corner in. Just do it. <laughs> you know you want to. That would be insane. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, we unfortunately won't be racing there, so we we're, we're gonna have to come up with some other crap to talk about. Essentially, there's always um, there's always stuff to talk and about, and there is luckily yes, there is always stuff to talk about. Um, Felipe Massa was about. It's been quite quiet in the world of Formula One. I'm gonna Let's drop a bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of Hamilton being a world champion, is he actually a fake first time world champion, just like Max <laughs> Verstappen? Who knows? Uh, yeah, so oh essentially God. what we're talking about, it's slightly old news at this point. Um, but for those of you who don't know, essentially Felipe Massa, who <clears throat> is the original Formula One champ. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he, was, uh, he came second in the 2008 F1 title. Um, he thought he won it in Brazil. And then he, there's obviously... He won it for like... 12 seconds or something yeah seconds. something stupid like that he was he was officially world glock? champion for like glock 12 seconds slowly? is that glock oh iconic it is iconic yeah. um but yeah essentially the shots of them celebrating in the garage and yeah. then realizing that hamilton had actually finished in fifth i think it was yeah, he, live, he made that position. Yeah. Live in my head rent free and will do until the end of time. Nothing yeah. against Massa whatsoever. However, it just is iconic. 
And I think there's yeah. the engineer that punches something in the background I as think well. He, he headbutts uh, like the Scuderia Ferrari side. Something, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. If you're if you're listening to this on the podcast uh, on the Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a rating. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go and have a look. Pause it. I give you permission to pause it. I don't even care. <laughs> we can lose the listener. Yeah. Go and watch the the loss because it is just archaic. That is and then, from and the then highest they, to the high to the lowest of the low. They then forced him on the podium because obviously he won the race. So they forced him on the podium and he just cried, I'm pretty sure. I think that he just literally, he was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's it, just the most broken man possible. You've just won in your hometown. You've won your home Grand Prix and you've lost the world title. Like, oh, it's, it's I can, like, to be fair, bless him, because that is yeah. horrific. But at the same time, like, do you think... He has he has a case. So what Felipe has done is he is exploring options to have the 2008 results overturned based on Crashgate, mm. which for those of you who don't know, where Nelson Piquet Jr. intentionally crashed in the Singapore GP, allowing Fernando Alonso to win that race. And in that uh, race, Felipe had a horrible pit stop where I believe he went off, but the fuel hose was still attached. Yeah. And he lost a ton of positions and a ton of points. And that could have led him to win the championship. So he is now exploring options based on the fact that he believes that Bernie Elkerston and the Formula One authorities knew about this Which and chose not to do anything. They did know about it, apparently. And he feels that... If they did know about it, they didn't punish it accordingly and may have affected the results of the race. Not if, only the I, race, but potentially the but season. The, the, potentially the championship. So yeah. I, I don't know what he's after. I don't know if he wants it overturned as like a, a no contest to championship or if he wants to say, actually, I should have been the champion. So I mean, Unfortunately, you just can't tell. You don't know where he would have ended up in the race, what would happen in future races. So I think he's probably going forwards in no contest. And I don't know if he would be suing for some sort of damages, um, monetary I guess. return damages yeah. in any way. You know, you, fe- you affected my career, this and that, loss of earnings, mm. etc. So I think he's probably going for like a no contest. Yeah. Uh, and probably some some of financial compensation as well. Mm. I think there's a, a two things. One... Very interestingly, he still actually does some media for F1 TV and stuff like that and for Sky Sports, etc., etc. Do you think now knowing that the organization that technically still employ him still employs him, do you think yeah. that he will continue to work for them or will he just do it for the cash? Or does do you think he will really care? That's one I question. Don't think he really cares. He, he's I don't sort think he really life, cares. right? He he's, doesn't need money. He's pretty much sorted for life. But then again, if you you know, there's the potential of, you know, earning five, ten million dollars out of this. Yeah. You're gonna look into it, right? Um, yeah. so I think that essentially he's either going for one of two things. He's either looking to null and void the the race, or not null and void the race, but to um have the results either removed or having Renault's points removed from the championship and from the races and stuff which I don't know then maybe he's expecting positions to then be shuffled so for example obviously if you like obviously we saw in Australia a few weeks ago you gave Carlos Sainz a five second time penalty that was then you know dropped back to the he was dropped back out of the points no not out of the points out of the podium places so is he expecting maybe some sort of thing where you know if Carlos Sainz was you know 
or, or uh, sorry, Renault were disqualified that everyone below them moves up in points or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what he's expecting. But yeah. in all honesty, I really, because of what Crashgate stands for and because of what happened, I'm kind of all for him going to actually figure out exactly what happened, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know what the right answer is. To be completely no, honest, no. Um, no, I I think uh, I, in that race, like Lewis was not involved in anything, so no. he shouldn't be penalised. And you just don't know what would happen in future races. In no. that race, you know, it, it, Felipe could have crashed out. Lewis could have crashed. You just don't know. So I think overturning the results of the race and the championship is a no go. Now maybe they could no contest it, like you know the. Um, Tour de France's with Lance Armstrong. Mm. It's just basically like, all right, these are just null and void now. Yeah. No, no one's a winner. That could be done. Um, I don't think they will. Honestly, I think they will just, all right, how much, how much do you want? To do? That's what I think. I think it's potentially right, a payoff. Yeah. Um, well, not a payoff, but I think it's essentially like, a, right, Felipe, look, if you were a Formula One world champion, let's say yeah. that you would have won once and then your contract would have been renewed for Ferrari or maybe he had a clause in his Ferrari contract that said if he yeah. was F1 world champion, he would have got $3 million as a one-off payout yeah. or whatever. He could Absolutely. just sue for that money, which yeah. again, I would fully support that because he he has sort of been cheated out of it-ish, but yeah. also not really. Because yeah, yeah, like because we don't know what would happen. Yeah, like, you don't. Results favored Renault and mm. Alonso rather than Lewis Hamilton or yeah. anything like that. So like they can't because you just don't know what happened. So you can't say, oh, you would have definitely won the race, Felipe, and this mm. would have happened to your pit stop and things like that. Yeah, but they could. I I think where there's blame, there's a claim. <laughs> it's literally this, yeah. Um, and I think so... it also it also echoes a little bit. Obviously, Abu Dhabi 2021. Yeah. Um, purely in terms of it wasn't I do like it is not Verstappen's fault that he won no, in the circumstances that he won it. Verstappen, in my opinion, was the rightful world champion that season. Hamilton deserved to win that race. It's as simple as that, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think, especially if the king Belgian Grand Prix, if that had actually gone ahead and we didn't have half king points, we wouldn't have had this shit. Right? Okay, so I'm just going to put that out there. I hate the Belgian Grand Prix. It can piss off, even though I very nearly bought tickets this year. Anyway, so the, <laughs> um, so I think that if there wasn't half points chucked in there, then it, the championship would have been wrapped up potentially even on, you know, lap 45 or whatever. Because, like, even if Hamilton had won and Verstappen had been fifth or sixth he could have only right. needed to be fifth or sixth and maybe glock was going slow who knows yeah. so uh, the, um but essentially there there are so many ifs and buts but i think overall that season verstappen deserved to win but lewis did deserve to win that last race slightly yeah. irrelevant but it's a similar ish situation and ironically both is... of them involve in <laughs> both of them involve lewis and i think if the if the table if the turns had tabled and it was Lewis involved in some sort of crash gate. Who was his teammate at the time? It wasn't Button, was it? Uh, Heike was it? Kovalainen. Kovalainen, that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm getting confused maybe with the season after. Um, so the season before was Alonso, and then Alonso Hamilton was just a 
car crash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it was Kovalainen um, uh, for a couple of years, and then Button joined him in 2010. Yeah, that. Sorry, I got mixed up. And also, I would like to come back to Alonso because I have a I have a potential bone to pick with him as well, um, which you're not going to like. Um, but essentially, um, essentially, obviously, with with this all all happening, um, I. It, I think if Lewis had been directly involved or if Lewis's team had fixed a race, then I absolutely believe that there would 100% be a case like something has to be done. However, he's not involved. So as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing. There's nothing. But if Massa yeah. says, look, I was promised a pay increase of $3 million and a one-off bonus of $3 million for winning the championship that year, plus yeah. obviously other damages. Yeah, because he would have got to- maybe more... Uh, sponsorships, yep. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, for I, one world champion. he could yeah. potentially sue for, let's say, $10 million, $15, yep. $20 million. Well, let's be honest, because it's the world that we live in, he'll sue for 50 and get five. <laughs> um, because that's just how the way the world the work the way the world works. My God. Um, and then just very quickly to circle back around to Alonso. Obviously, I don't know how involved he was in Crashgate. I don't think he was much involved whatsoever. I think it was more than likely the team... Again, we don't fully know the details. Um, Massa yeah, doesn't so either. I don't think either. Um, what came out was that he was cleared of knowing anything that yeah, happened. Yeah, exactly. Whether that was like plausible deniability, Flavia protecting whatever, what happened was... Alonso was not aware of what was going to happen. No, and I, uh, like I said, unless Alonso was like El Plan, please crash, and then and then he crashed. Then, as far as I'm concerned, he's blameless. However, it is very interesting that Alonso has been involved in Crashgate number one, two his weird testing crash at McLaren, which I think is very odd, and three Spygate. I can't name a single other driver who's been involved in more controversies. <laughs> now, this is not me blaming Fernando at all. However, it's just very interesting that he's been involved in three controversies. Um, and again, this is no blame on him or anything like that. But on the, on a similar sort of note, I would very, very be I would be very, very interested to actually learn what happened in Spain during that crash of what happened to fernando i think it was some sort of electric shock something like that um for those of you who don't know fernando alonso was doing some testing for mclaren um and he crashed at turn five six something like that doesn't matter what turn in spain Spain, um at the barcelona gp circuit the one that you're all probably used to um and he crashed and nobody really knows exactly what happened he was airlifted to hospital, I believe, off the top of my head. Well, Fernando and McLaren know what happened. Fernando, well, Fernando might not even know what happened. <laughs> uh, but somebody knows what happened. And I would really, really be interested to know what happened. Because yeah. there's so much mystery surrounding it. Um, like I said, I think it was some sort of electric shock or charge or whatever it is. Because he talked about potential memory loss and stuff like that. And it, it, it just points towards that. Um, because he didn't have many of the physical injuries so i mean obviously being electrocuted is a physical injury you idiot but you get my point in terms of like he didn't have like a spring stuck in his leg or like a gear knob stuck in his arm or whatever it is so my thoughts and a a few of the conspiracy theorists (laughs) believe that it was some sort of electric shock so i would be very interested to know about that but that again completely irrelevant 
it is something that I would like to talk about in a future podcast episode, though, for sure, um, in full. Um, and maybe when we talk about some of the controversies, too. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about Abu Dhabi 2021 um, mm. as well. We should bring um, that as one of the stewards. <laughs> no, but we agree on the result. We mm. we agree that Max legally won that. No, okay, Max won that race. Lewis was robbed, but it was how it was done, like what rules were followed. But I want to go back to Massa, and mm. the thing also is if that if he's successful and gets overturned, that unfortunately sets a very dangerous precedent. Which is like, well, if you got that race overturned and that championship overturned, Lewis and Mercedes can come back and other Very drivers true. can say, well, in that race, that happened. And that, like Singapore, well, actually, we were on, you know, course for a podium position. We lost mm. points and prize money because of that. And same with Abu Dhabi 2021 and other races. So, yeah, yeah. It, just, it would just set a very crazy precedent that other teams and drivers and anyone else would would try and take advantage of so yeah yeah. this is this is why i think that you don't award mass of the championship no because you don't overturn it either that's wrong on so many levels and i wouldn't take away a championship from lewis either you wouldn't want to win a championship like that no i i yeah exactly and i don't think massa would either I like you said, if there's a blame, there's a claim, and I think he's going in there for cash. And again, yeah. I do not blame him whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even think you can overturn any. Like, I wouldn't know contest it either. No, no. I, I would. Like, it happened, but we. Yeah, I. If you're massa, you could potentially sue for defamation of character and. No, and I wouldn't say potential damages. But potentially, like, loss of earnings. Would loss be, of like, earnings, yeah, absolutely. Earnings. I don't think defamation of character, because he wasn't accused of anything. Like, mm, so, yeah. It's, it's not like he, like, if it was, um, you know, people saying Alonso was a cheater, and then they realised, like, it wasn't actually cheating, it was legitimate, mm. that's, like, de- defamation of character, mm. I believe. I'm not a lawyer, though. I'm just, uh, no, this is not legal advice. This is yeah, not exactly. legal advice. <laughs> Felipe, if you're listening, don't listen to us. Felipe, I mean, feel free <laughs> to like tweet about us or something. Extremely but... intelligent lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I I hope he gets compensated in some way. Yeah, me That's... too. Yeah, cool. it it would be the right thing to do, and yeah. um, take it out of uh, Renault's uh, team budget. <laughs> Alpine's team budget. Oh no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, in other modern craziness, mm. Miami is underwater. <laughs> well, I was gonna say something on. Like, speaking of being trouble, of being in troubled <laughs> waters, you Don't really that. want to talk about it. I messed you it really up. want to talk about it. I messed it up. I messed it. Up. <laughs> okay, in troubled waters. Go. I'll let you do this one. We'll okay. We can go to Miami later. Speaking of troubled waters, you just really want to talk about this. You've been sending me TikTok after TikTok after TikTok. Oh, you want to do this instead? Yeah, you, that's what I thought right, you want to do. We will, we will cover um, something else. I guess, in a way, one of our competitors, essentially. Um, we're, we are Lewis Hamilton, and they are Massa. Um, and... 
no, no, essentially, something that has we're, happened. We're, we're, we're just some people who are go karting and they are Formula One. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, but essentially, what's happened? Uh, if you if you own a Twitter account and you've ever looked at anything F one related, you will probably run into the news that um, the pit stop podcast. Uh, not to be confused with the pit stop boys, the Dutch singers, the Verstappen Max, fans. Max, Super Max, copyright Max. claim. Um, <laughs> but not to be mistaken with the original, the OGs. Um, but essentially, they have a, a podcast which is wildly more popular than this one. Seven listeners, um, and we love you all. Um, and I mean, five, if you take away us two. <laughs> yeah, exactly five. Um, but essentially, some controversies happened this week. Long story short, they said some very strange and not gone down that well comments um on the spinning spinning meals spinning wheels podcast so can you explain this to me because i don't have tiktok or twitter mm. and i've only seen what you sent to you're me, such so. a boomer <laughs> yeah. why don't you have um, any of okay twitter is just a hellfire shit i will admit twitter is a hole it's and a hole TikTok is so addictive i'm like this is not good for yeah me. It's uh, it sends my uh, ADHD mind crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have those um, two apps, so I, I rely on you for this drama. So, Otherwise, I would know nothing about it. So essentially, they these two podcast people they went on a a different podcast um, with. So um, the pit stop podcast went on the what's this other podcast called? The spinning wheel. Spinning spinning wheels podcast, I think it was. Okay, and is that a Formula One podcast as well? Uh, it's like a racing podcast. Oh, so they just talk about general motorsports. Yeah, so I think um, I'm just I'm I want to fact check because I don't want to be wrong. Um, so l- let me give you my 30 second overview, and then you can and then fact check me. Sure. Was they went on this podcast and they had one Manuel Carrera as well on the podcast, and they're talking about a lot of stuff. And the thing that I've heard come out, and I've not heard about anything else, only what you sent me was. One Manuel Correa, who is an F2 driver, who nearly lost his legs, and rest in peace, Antoine is involved in the Antoine Hubert crash at Spa. Mm. Um, probably had numerous other injuries as well. Yeah. Came back, races in F2, and I think the pit stop boys were quite derogatory and saying, "Like, is it who the fuck watches F2 or something?" Literally sitting right next to the F2 driver. Juan Manuel Correa. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know about anything else, and I don't know if that was correct and if it's a full picture. I can... So this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to... I wanted to quote them directly, essentially. Um, Is that... um, uh, He said to Correa... Uh, sorry, so they were on the Screaming Meals podcast. I thought it was called Screaming Wheels for some reason. I do apologize. Hosted yeah. by um, IndyCar driver Marcus Armstrong and F2 star um, uh, uh, Correa, essentially. So okay. uh, Juan Manuel Wait, so Correa. Correa and Armstrong host that podcast. Yes, so they host this okay. podcast. All right. um, okay, okay. And essentially what happened was um, uh, they the two guys, um, uh, Jake um boys and fabio bocca so jake and fabio um so um jake essentially came along and said that no one gives a fuck about your racing nobody cares where you finish in the championship that is a direct quote so So one manuel career two directly two career right it wasn't Um, said as in like just a general no and he was he wasn't joking 
He was not okay. joking. You can you can right. see that he was not joking at all. I, I also um, saw at the start of the pod or during the podcast uh, that they were drinking. So yes, do you think there was some drunken. Attitude? Yeah, I think there was something going on. But at the same time, yeah. that doesn't excuse. Oh no, it doesn't like excuse you, but it just um, sets the tone. Like, oh great, if you're drunk, you don't know what you're going to say. But to but... to to say, I understand. Right, some of it could be taken out of context. Right. And I know yeah. this sounds weird, me defending them, but essentially he could be, he essentially is talking about the drive to survive style reality TV. Those reality TV fans and the people and the fans that are only in it because there's drama off track. He's right. Some of those fans will not care about where they finish in the F2 championship. They will care who yeah. the champion of Formula One is, maybe, and where Charles Leclerc finishes. That's about it, right? So. But what he says is no one gives a fuck about your racing. Now, to say that to somebody who almost died, had to sign manslaughter documents in his hospital bed in Belgium after he didn't he didn't um, uh, kill Alf. Oh, my God. That's yeah, really that, bad that I've forgotten yeah. his name. Um, Antoine, Antoine, sorry. The name completely yeah. escaped me. But he he didn't. It was a complete freak yeah, accident. I, I think that it was is what just, it is. Uh, a process that probably the police have to do. So it so. is essentially it's Belgian law. That's the reason okay. why. Um, okay. But to say something like that to somebody who has been through very clearly quite a lot is yeah. just so so bad. He then later on to say we didn't even know who you were before we got here. So, so you've been invited on a podcast. On a- and you didn't do any re- you did no research about who on earth you were actually going on a podcast with. Yeah. How? Which is understandable if the podcasts are like us two, right? Yeah, you don't know us, there's nothing. Yeah, barely. Honest. You would you would know yeah. the first names and you would know it's Formula One podcast and that's about it. Like literally. Yeah. I would expect nothing more, realistically. Um but when you're going on to a proper professional, because this is not professional, let's be honest. If no, you're going on to a proper professional um, podcast, we'll get there eventually. You don't. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, but you don't. You don't say stuff like that. Um, and it's just basic manners. As Corre- well. Yeah, Correa essentially even replied and said, "But you have an F1 podcast." Um, yeah. And um, and then essentially, the, one of the Pitstop boys said that the podcast wasn't his initial focus and wasn't even necessarily about the racing. We just wanted to travel. Oh, okay, so it's in a different country. Yeah, so the Pit Stop Boys, they're obviously based in the UK. I say obviously, they're based in the UK, and the idea is that they wanted to travel around and, like, like, you know, live a bit of a lifestyle, essentially, is what that's sort of leaning towards. Um, And I think a lot of people had an issue with these two because they were given so many opportunities to interview drivers or get access to certain places, um, and they shouldn't have done... Pure, but they did because essentially and i don't blame them for it they have a very very good agent or an agency they have a very good agent or agency they even go go along and say that they originally wanted to start a football podcast and they said that that essentially f1 is about five years behind where football podcast like football content is like social media accounts channels etc um and that they saw an opening that's that's essentially the gist of it um, so they're not essentially real fans is 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 some of the accusations being thrown about um and yeah for me i think that it was very clearly obvious they weren't proper fans they weren't constantly educating themselves 
um like they've been in the sport for a few years now their podcast has i think 100 and something episodes 150 episodes something like that um and they were very recently asked how many teams has sebastian vettel driven for and both of them said three and one of their guesses as to which uh team he'd driven for was Haas. <laughs> and you're telling me that you've been around the sport for two years two years two three years that you know even vettel was around for one of that one of those at the very least two of those essentially and you're telling me you don't know who one of the most successful formula one drivers in the world you don't know admittedly it's kind of obscure but you don't know that he didn't drive for Haas. they also completely forgot that he drove for red bull oh what? and That's it's like weird. my thing is is that to come from their original point was we don't know anything we're going to come in and we're going to learn and the fact that they haven't learned and they've been given on a plate interview after interview after exclusive like thing is just absolutely insane like they interviewed um uh the alfa romeo drivers last year in their own apartment then they interview the ferrari boys as well yeah ferrari also apparently don't like them oh okay <laughs> so i don't know what they've done to upset ferrari ferrari we love you um i don't know what they've done <laughs> i don't know what they've yes. done to upset ferrari but it uh, to be honest with you I'm. I don't wish ill of anyone. However, the fact that you've been given so many chances and you've sort of been found out as essentially frauds, you get <laughs> you 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 reap what you sow. You know, you you haven't bothered to pay attention. You've taken away potentially potentially taken away opportunities from others who are more deserving, and there is no way in any way, shape, or form me saying we deserve those chances or whatever it is. Um, just obviously from a perspective like our perspective but at the same time like they've been given so many like they've had so many chances now and i think this might be the final nail in the coffin that is until about 20 minutes before we started recording this allegedly their apology was written using chat gpt <laughs> so they've been silent radio silent for almost a week and then allegedly they have used chat gpt to write an apology on their instagram story i again just further points to what allegedly i don't know whether or not it's true but it just further points towards that they don't care they were in it for the money and they they just they they don't care they're not sorry they're not they're not not that you need to be a proper f1 fan to host a f- proper f1 podcast but at the same time it's common decency to learn whoever you're like learn the names or who the hell they are when you go on a podcast with somebody it's to uh, it's 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 just disrespectful that's from, my issue from with what it. you from what you told me and look we're gonna we've made mistakes on this podcast and maybe get drivers teams dates wrongs yeah. and i'm sure we will but i think when it comes from a position of uh yeah we've stood a no but we're trying or you get understand what i'm saying mm. you can accept that so oh you got it wrong by a year and but to not know if like sebastian vettel raced at red bull it's like come on man yeah that's, and that's supposedly one know, of their favorite teams we're not asking you like what position he finished in the malaysian grand prix no. in 2011 no you know? um like like yeah. when i said earlier who was who was hamilton's teammate in the 2007 or 2009 championship or whatever it was and, and i was like was it button no that was 2010 oh it was actually kovalainen okay i completely forgot my bad 
yeah but yeah your point was coming across and you know but uh well 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 it's just not a good look it really yeah. is not a good look um well, and i hopefully don't... they learn from it and yeah you know like you said they're in a very privileged position mm. they have access to drivers teams yeah they had I don't think it will. After <laughs> this, I think that a lot of people within F1, it's a very close-knit circle inside that circle. And I don't think that there's a way back from this. Wow. I really don't. Their podcast rating uh, last week was 4.8 stars. I checked before the recording, and it was then at 2.2. They've had over 15,000 bad reviews in a week. Wow. Like, that's insane. Like that is like when you think about it, you've pissed off fifteen thousand people enough that they've gone onto Spotify, searched for your podcast, and then rated it one star. Some of them, obviously, because you can't leave a rating for a podcast unless you've actually listened to it. So remember, please leave us a rating. So people <laughs> have actually gone out of their way to listen to this podcast and then rate it one star. That is the shithousery is incredible, and I'm all here for it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's painful to watch. It really is painful to watch. And like I said, it's just, of all people to say something like that to, Correa is the wrong person to have said something like that to. Yeah. And look, and the thing is, if you, like, I mean, I'll admit, I don't know if you'll admit, I don't, I try and watch F2 every now and then, but I, I don't know all the drivers and everything like that. But if they'd come from a position that's like, yeah, we don't know that much about F2. We're still kind of learning about F1. You Tell us. yeah, Tell us, you know, what's different, you know, what's good, what's bad, and stuff like that. That I comes think, across. At least they're trying to learn. They're, they're an F2 driver, yeah, and they're yeah. asking him questions so I, they understand more about the sport. I think if one of them had turned around and said, I, like, I'm really sorry, before this podcast, I don't pay much attention to F2. I think, let's yeah. take this as an example. If it had been an F3 driver... There, I have zero expectation of you actually knowing. Then I don't know one single name of an F three driver. I couldn't. I couldn't name one, and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm very sorry that I can't. But I just can't. I could probably name you one F two driver off the top of my head, other than Correa. Obviously, that's a pretty easy one to get if you wanted to guess some. Um, well, what's it? Leclerc, Leclerc's brother. Yeah, Le- uh, it's, it's, it's something like semi normal. I was going to say Ronson. That's not even a name. Ronson? That's like, it's, isn't that Pate Sealand? Yeah, something? I don't know. Um, Arthur. 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 Arthur oh, we came yeah. up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arthur Leclerc. That's what I said. It's semi-normal. Um, yeah. Oh, God. How many other F2 drivers can you name? I was going to name Liam okay. Lawson. I, I just realised, like the Leclerc's, Charles and Arthur. Very royal names. Mm, yeah, it's very <laughs> random, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, I can't name that many, unfortunately. But at the yeah. same time, if I was invited on Screaming Screaming Meals podcast, I'd at least work out who the hell they were before turning up to their studio. Um, one of the other comments that they made, by the way, was, have you got any gifts for us? Have you got anything for us to take away? Usually when we turn up to places, we get something to take away. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Okay, that's just... That was an actual comment made by them. Um, uh, so... But- yeah, I do want to say if you actually want to listen to a good F1 podcast, uh, the race. This is one. A very good oh one. yes, the race is very good. It is very good. So 
I, I genuinely, uh, I, I've only listened to a couple of those and I really do need to. I, I've uh, started listening to them quite regularly because they have some really good insights and, mm. and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I if you do want a good F1 podcast. The race. Yeah, I, I tried listening to um, DRS, Donut Rate, the, oh, I guess the, or Donut Racing <laughs> Show, which is obviously Donut Media over in the US. Um, yeah. They... Uh, they started a podcast as well. I tried listening to that, but I couldn't get into it. One of the one of the presenters just annoyed me. You know when somebody's <laughs> voice annoys you? Yes. That happened. Um, a lot of things annoy you. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just couldn't properly get into it. I think it's because they they come at it from a very, very entry-level thing. Uh, okay. So like, if they're like, oh, there was a yellow flag, and they go, what does a yellow flag mean? what are wheels uh, like that's the sort of the level that they seem to come into it at some point um so it's just not right for me essentially um nothing wrong with the podcast itself but one of the voices was annoying and it was just the not not the right level for me um so but yeah there are some excellent formula one podcasts out there other than this one let's be honest probably better than this one um <laughs> and um yeah but essentially long story short is they have absolutely fumbled the bag. <laughs> Completely and utterly fumbled the bag in one of the most monumental ways possible. And I'm just sat there stuffing my face with popcorn, just watching the downfall, because it is entertaining. It just is. Oh, Twitter drama. Twitter drama. Yeah. Cool. Um, speaking, about... speaking of... Speaking of downfalls there has been a torrential <laughs> downfall of rain in miami that's Bloody pretty good I'll give, it, I'll give it that that was that wasn't too bad um i don't know if you know but there was a certain man um relatively unknown in the formula one world um Se yeah. sebastian vettel uh last Whoa, year did he, didn't he race for that uh Hass? red red towel team or something Hass. red towel <laughs> um essentially um he wore a shirt last year to the miami gp saying this will be the first gp underwater and it looks set to be the first gp <laughs> underwater um long story short there was torrential rain and flooding um at the miami dolphins again so many ironic things uh, the miami yeah. dolphin stadium um which is obviously where the formula one race which is due to be held in three weeks i think from the recording um it's currently about a foot underwater or 30 centimeters for those europeans um and they can't work on the track uh i know that we all took the piss out of them for not having real water in the marina but now they actually <laughs> have real water in quite funny quite you, ironic do you think um it would be it would rain come race race week for miami mm. i mean i find it very interesting if it rains I would like to see a wet Miami. I think that would be quite interesting. But then again, knowing the FIA, they'll probably just red flag it. <laughs> Am I wrong? They'll pro they probably will just red flag it. Because if it's going to be rain in Miami, it's going to be horrific. And it's going to be a storm, probably. Yeah, that's so true. It's like the, what it is now. It's like, do you not remember Monaco last year? When it, we waited like an hour for it to start. And then it was no, just... No, I remember Japan... Mm, yeah last year in japan a few years ago am i thinking was... of monaco the year before i only remember because my girlfriend was very hungover and i was like look this is going to be a really cool race and then there's just <laughs> nothing happened for like an hour she just fell asleep yeah. um so i think it was the year before but essentially there was torrential rain 
Um, and I think it would be like that. The FAO would probably just red flag it. But I would be very interested to see a wet Miami race for sure. Yeah. Okay. But the, the... Well, hopefully they can get the track all up to standard in the yes. next few weeks. So hopefully so... they can get the track ready. And I think if you go on Sebastian Vettel's store, you mm. can buy that Miami T-shirt where it's. Can you still underwater. buy it? It was when I last looked. When did you last look? A few days ago. Okay. All right. So it probably is, which is just, again, hilarious. Sebastian Vettel shop. Uh, it's in Deutsch. Let me change it. Uh, oh, Google yes. Translate. Let's have a look. Yeah, it's 70 euros, and it is available. Miami 2060. First Grand Prix. Seb, that is daylight robbery. 70 uh, euros no, for a T-shirt. 70 euros for a t-shirt oh, oh, no, 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 look, look, he has transparency of costs on there. Does he? So, yes. Yeah, so it's 11 euros for the t-shirt itself, which is sustainably and fairly produced. Okay. It's 10 euros to production printing by hand using screen printing method. Fine. And then the shipping, which is environmentally friendly, recycled paper, hand printed, uh, the tape and tags, which is two euros. Handling fee, so packing it, shipping it off, online support, returns, customer support, and everything. Yeah, sixteen eighty two, and then the donation amount. I don't know what it gets donated to. Is thirty euros and eighteen cents. Thirty euros donation. Yeah. Oh. Well, so yeah, he's actually wow, put okay. down the transparency of where all the money goes. You know what? I appreciate that, and it's still cheaper than most of one merch. <laughs> It's still well, going to be euros, also like 62, 63 pounds. So yeah, yeah, something like that. That's that's yeah. still quite a lot to be to be completely honest. Um, I mean, it, it's a lot, but at least you know where your money's going. True. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Like you know, you're donating don't donating donating thirty euros to like a worthy cause. I imagine it's some sort of I don't know, protect the sea thing, save the bees. Save the probably bees. save the bees, yeah. But I was thinking, obviously, the shirt didn't say save the bees on it, but it probably is some sort of bee project or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. Sorry yeah. if I'm not that energetic. Yeah. Clearly, I need some Active X or whatever the new drink is that he that he has. Oh, yeah. He's got the plant... plant, plant is, 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 it, I think it's vegan. I think it's vegan. Um, it'd, it'd definitely be vegan. He'd want it to be... I don't know. I think I think it's because I don't know if you knew this. I only know this because I'm told this repeatedly by my mum and sister who are both vegan, which is yeah, yeah do what you want to do. Um, but uh, apparently, it costs money to call your stuff vegan in some places. So calling it plant based is actually a way around of because I think it has to be certified vegan, so it has to be like inspected or something like that. So I think that's yeah, think that's it, why. it's plant based energy. So yeah. they can't use vegan. They have to say plant-based. I think that might be it. I, I'm not entirely sure. Like, Please don't quote me on that. Um, yeah. But I think that might be why. It's a cheeky way of getting around the system. Oh, but on his... on the, So I'm looking at... It's called BACX or BACX. It does say vegan aminos. So ah, okay. Interesting. No idea. Well, I was yeah. thinking this... This is completely unrelated to F1, but I was thinking about this when I was watching Clarkson's Farm. <laughs> And you're like, where the hell is this going? When I was watching Clarkson's Farm and they were bringing in some of the wheat and stuff like that, they had loads of earwigs in the wheat and stuff like that. So yeah. obviously it's then taken away and processed. So there's going to be earwigs and stuff like that or dead earwigs in your bread, right? So technically that bread isn't vegan. And I don't know if you can actually guarantee that any bread is vegan. 
just a thought. I have no idea. I have no idea how bread is processed in that sense. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, completely unrelated to Formula One, unless an earwig <laughs> suddenly steps in for um, Carlos Sainz being ill this week. Um, so, so uh, what? You can clearly tell it's like a mini off season. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. You can clearly tell we're just absolutely waffling. Um, but so, long story short, um, unless the drivers want to install snorkels in their helmets, like they, I guess, a bit like they do in IndyCar, um, we might not even potentially be racing in Miami. I highly doubt that that will be the case. I'm sure, I'm sure that the flooding fine. will be gone within a week or two. But my question is, what should what should we do if if we're in charge of the FIA? Yeah. Um, what do you think that we could do um, in terms of like where do we race? What do we do? Well, in case Miami's cancelled. If, if Miami's cancelled, nah, it's too short notice. I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Siri. Uh, it's too short notice. Um, if there was a track available, uh, everything is in a perfect environment. Germany, let's go back to Germany. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would take Germany. The Nurburgring, screw the Nurburgring. I, oh, I mean, race. yeah. I think on a on a last minute, they probably would just cancel it. To be completely no, no, honest, yeah, they'll just cancel it. And um, it or like what spa. they'll do is they'll say that it's delayed until later on in the season. Oh yeah, that's that's a good shout. That's uh, that's something but, else that they could do for sure. But yeah, I think they'll just cancel it out of safety. Yeah. So. Probably, yeah. But there we go. I guess there's not it's not a whole lot else to talk about. Like like there's there's obviously probably stuff going on behind the scenes. Um I'll preparing. say this because mm. we've mentioned this a couple of times. IndyCar. Yeah. As if you like so you know I go to the gym at stupid o'clock at night. True. So I came back, was having some food, decided to put something on to watch while I ate and it was the IndyCar qualifying and okay. I have to say I don't know what it is if it's the sound of the engines or they were at Long Beach um, so there's a street track it looked pretty darn good they yeah. were fighting the car the car sounded really good you could get a real sense of speed when you were looking at the T-cam so nice I think I might start watching IndyCar a bit more yeah I think I said this to you as well like, I'd like to actually get into yeah, it a I'm bit start more start watching a few races um, and see what it's like um so yeah I, I think if you've not seen indycar have a have a look and it's quite i don't know i was looking at it it's like which formula one was a little bit like this yeah you got a real sense of speed and the car sounded good so but yeah that's my anything that's my anything to add it's it's been quite quiet there's some stuff going on at ferrari um from like the higher ups and the board and the directors talking about changes coming in Mm. So, who knows what that means? You know, true. Um, but there are, there's no smoke without fire. So there's been some murmurings coming in from uh, the big wigs at Ferrari. True. Yeah. Oh, actually, one thing we can talk about: mm. Penelope, Penelope on Max's stream was quite funny. Oh uh, yeah, it was so sweet. Bless. <laughs> it was so. Bless cute. It. it was very very sweet. <laughs> how do you how do you not have TikTok and Twitter, but you somehow know about that? How how did you find about about that? Uh, that was over Reddit. Ah, uh, Reddit, of course. Yeah, of yes. course. Um, yeah, I think somebody joked that we've had more Max content over this off season than we did the entirety of the actual off season. 
Um, yeah. I, I think the jokes were like coming, it's like, what's it going to take to stop Max Verstappen? And they were like, Penelope. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, Penelope <laughs> says, don't drive. Okay. Yeah. You're not, you're, not, you're not allowed to drive this weekend. You have to come and have tea and with yeah, me. Exactly. So, but Max, you can win the championship. This, no, it, it, gotta no, go no, with I, have a, I have a tea party to attend. I do apologize. Exactly, yeah. That's the only thing that could stop Max Verstappen. It's, it's so sweet. And you're, and you're telling me that this is supposed to be the villain of F1. This is supposed People... to be the villain of F1 and he's off having tea parties with his girlfriend's seven-year-old daughter. Yeah, that's... She's six or seven or something like that, yeah. I I heard a great thing about Formula One. It goes like, you're, you're the vi- like, if you're a Hamilton fan, Max is the villain. If you're a Max fan, Lewis is the villain kind of mm. thing. But if you're winning, you're the villain, which is really odd in the sport. Yeah. Because remember, Seb had the booze. Lewis had it. It's like, mm. he's winning too much. Max is having it. It's so interesting where, and I think that's why Alonso is so respected because when he's won, he's gone up against Schumacher and it's been close. Yeah. But when he's lost, he's like, he's put up a fight. Yeah. You know, 2010, 2012. And it's like, he, he just never had it handed to him. So I find it interesting that the mm. winners in Formula One are like, oh gosh, winning again. Yeah, well, I mean, remember, obviously, like, you could overhear in season, whatever, not this season of Driver to Survive, the one before, you could hear Karun Shandok in the first yeah. episode saying, beat them. And this was about Mercedes to somebody like Ferrari or something like that, like, beat them. Yeah. Um. So it's very interesting. The, the If you're at the top, everyone below you wants you to fall, including apparently yeah. fans, unless you're a direct fan of that driver, I guess. Um, yeah. it's a very interesting thing but I guess the same sort of happens in football as well like you know like Man United was so successful for so long and so many people That's hate true, Man United yeah. and they hate Sir Alex Ferguson and City gets it as well yeah I mean City get it for a different reason I think yeah. that's all to do with money whereas I think <laughs> admittedly obviously a lot of money was spent at Man United but I think it, and it I guess the Liverpool thing. in like the 80s and 90s yeah also, yeah exactly yeah um, so yeah. yeah, and uh, well, um... Reading when they did something super successful like the Simod Cup. Yep. <laughs> yep. You always got to find a way to bring Reading into Always. I think that's right, three Liverpool, podcasts Man in a row. City, Man United. Oh, Reading. They're in the same <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's probably about all we all we have time for, I think, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, it was a very drama-filled episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but we will be back next week and we've talked about it a couple of times but we will actually do our drivers um, our drivers our dream slash new we'll do our dream Grand Prix circuit I my, I circuit. my location oh well. okay don't tell me because no no I'm not going to tell you because we'll no, I, I haven't yeah I, I know I, where... I've got my I've got my location I just now need to work out as I was asking you how do I map it how out drive it yeah I mean so you could take a screenshot you. and you could probably draw it on um, true, but I think I think I'll do what you said is I add little points of interest across and see. Yeah, you can measure in the Google Maps app on yeah, your phone. Yeah, because I sometimes it's like, oh, this looks good, and then realise, oh, that's like thirty miles. Yeah. Like, oh, this looks great. Oh, it's eight meters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, to give you a good idea, I think an average F one track is what three to five kilometers long, something like that. Three to uh, three to six kilometers, like, or three to six miles, or something. I can't remember. Like three to six miles. Uh, let's have a quick look. I know a race uh, weekend is the closest they can get to three hundred yeah. kilometers. So That's Spa's around four point three miles. Baku, uh, when it comes, is about three point seven miles. So yeah, so yeah, between three and six 
miles. No, no, no. Between two and four. Oh, okay. So Monaco's uh, just over two miles and Spa is 4.3 miles. Got it. So Nice. It's because they go so fast, it's actually hard to because they're doing it in like a minute just what, a minute yeah. and a half minute like, 45 like, it's insane yeah absolutely like, insane four miles in like a minute and a half is mad, yeah. But, yeah but um alrighty then well alrighty then that'll do it for today that will um thank you very much for joining me um and that'll be it i guess Yep, I'll catch you next week with yes, our tracks, and I'm we'll sure some drama will happen in the week. Oh, it always does. We don't even race; we get drama. It's uh, <laughs> always fun, always yeah. fun being. And then we can uh, we can preview Baku. As yes, well. we will preview Baku next week for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and always oh, back to back. So we've got Baku and we got Miami. Yes, so. we do. So we actually have you know we don't have a three week break. <laughs> no, or even a two week break. <laughs> or even a two. It's just straight in. Yeah, one uh, week. Uh, cool. But yeah, no, thank you and see you next week. Cheers, everyone.